I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, June 22nd, 2020. I'm Trey Inks. Thousands are dying of coronavirus each day, as the fear of sickness is taking a toll on the mental health of people around the world. There is an increase in anxiety, depression, especially in those who previously had a history of anxiety, depression, paranoia, social isolation. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. As we get older, our attention to mental health changes. With an ongoing global health crisis, the way in which people are coping varies from person to person. Experts say the coronavirus is increasing the number of people seeking help with their mental health. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Dr. Morali Rao about mental health in the age of coronavirus. Starting first in the Middle East, where 900,000 cases have been reported. Despite early success in curbing the disease in the Gulf, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and others were hit hard. Saudi Arabia lifted its nationwide curfew Sunday, but is keeping in place a ban on international travel and religious pilgrimages. In Israel, a second wave is threatening to shut down the country yet again. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke over the weekend, warning that if behavior doesn't change soon, lockdowns will be re-implemented. Social distancing and mask wearing is widely not being followed in Israel's second largest city, Tel Aviv, where the outbreak is focused. Now to Europe, where British Health Minister Matt Hancock says the restrictive measures are working, allowing Britain to continue with phased reopening. The next stage will allow for pubs and restaurants to open their doors. Finally, in Vatican City, Pope Francis offered a message of hope for the entire world and highlighted the need to protect refugees. Trying to find the light in this situation, the Pope added the global pandemic has reduced pollution and high noise levels in cities. Despite the small areas of hope, the pandemic is greatly affecting the mental health of those who fear getting sick or have been forced to stay indoors. So how has the coronavirus changed the way people are operating when it comes to mental health? The mental health is disproportionately affecting the elderly population. And uh, this pandemic particularly is affecting elderly differently than younger generation. This is Dr. Morali Rao, the author of 50 Plus and Healthy, what you need to know about mental health and healthy aging. There are several reasons for that. Older adults are more likely to be already having one of the several underlying conditions such as hypertension, cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, respiratory conditions. And 50% of nursing home residents have a diagnosis of dementia, which renders them have difficulty in understanding the dangers of infection itself. So this contributes to the increased risk, vulnerability for severe COVID-19 complication in the elderly population and death. And as we know, in the United States, uh, about 11% of the reported cases are coming from individuals living in nursing home and other long-term facilities. But the death rate, on the other hand, is 35% of all COVID-related deaths. So this is a serious problem. And uh, there are a number of reasons. Uh, you know, they need help and assistance of others. That means they need people who come in and out of the facility to take care of them. And uh, you cannot really keep 
total isolation. And uh, now those workers are also hesitant to go to their workplaces. So elderly are becoming more isolated. And those elderly who are at home, which is majority of them, only about 5% remain in nursing home and long-term facilities. Others are living on their own, supported by their family, children, neighbors, friends, what have you. And they are really homebound and isolated because people are not trying to visit with them. And all they are seeing is media, uh, constantly talking about the COVID and the fear and anxiety they are experiencing, but still not seeking help. Do you see that the fear and anxiety surrounding the possibility of getting sick is adding to the deterioration of mental health in more elderly patients? Absolutely. It's not only mental health as well as physical health. People are not coming out of their houses. In spite of physical symptoms, they try to manage it on their own. Same thing, mental health. They're alone and uh, they're not they're not very versatile with uh, what the younger people can do, like FaceTime and Facebook and have a social uh, virtual network, uh, which many elderly cannot do, and the facilities do not have that ability to provide them those services. So they are isolated and not seeking help, and uh, it is causing a lot of uh, not only mortality but increased morbidity because they are fearful, not seeking help where they need to, and people are not available to provide those services for them because they're afraid of going to those places. And a lot of issues about ageism is coming out of this. Uh, the, the same amount of care that we give for the first 20 years of life, uh, we seldom think about the last 20 years of life, which could also be very contributing and very uh, satisfactory. But unfortunately, society values are now showing up more um, the elderly are dying, elderly are supposed to die. It's unspoken, but the, it's reflected in number of attitudes that we see. We talk a lot about mental health when it comes to younger generations and students right. and mm-hmm. in universities, but we don't often talk about it in the elderly population. Are some of these new patients and people who are struggling seeing this for the first time in their lives due to the unique situation that coronavirus has created? Mm -hmm. The elderly who are mentally competent and are living in their homes are experiencing anxiety, depression, dysphoria, social isolation, just like everybody else. But on top of that, since they don't have other means of outward communication, the younger people try to stay away from them. Their own children would be calling them on phone, but rather not physically come because they are trying to protect their elderly at the same time that is contributing to the isolation. And uh, so, yes, there is an increase in anxiety, depression, especially in those who previously had a history of anxiety, depression, paranoia. All of these are... uh, being more pronounced now and only group that uh, among the elderly who may not have much impact is those who have dementias who may not understand 
what's really going on around them. They're totally at the mercy of caregivers. You've been listening to Dr. Morali Rao, the author of 50 Plus and Healthy. We'll be right back. What do you see as the solution to this problem? A lot of times during a global health crisis, and we haven't seen one like this in this generation, but during any global event, the focus is on the virus or is on the event. And oftentimes these more unique and specific parts of the larger story can get lost in the conversation. So what do you feel is the solution to addressing this issue as the outbreak continues? We know, first of all, to uh, have the same level of care and concern for another human being, whether it's elderly or a younger person, an elderly particularly who cannot survive independently, who need a lot of help from external sources. I think as a society, we could and we should support and protect older people, especially those who are living alone in the community. And uh, it, it, I think we should consider it as everybody's business because it's the same community we live in. And there are many volunteer opportunities, like volunteers to provide companionship and uh, to help them navigate through resources, assistance to older people, at least making phone calls to them. And those who are really sick, like, you know, and, and are dying, to offer the plasma blood donations. And uh, those who are not spending a lot of money out eating and all that, they could contribute some of that money towards uh, bringing a meal or arranging for a meal to an elderly who is isolated or contribute to the food banks, food pantries. And... Uh, the members of the friends asking the person what they would need. Just call and ask because each individual elderly may have unique needs. Some may want help with paying their bills. Some may want somebody to bring their groceries. And uh, they may want some meal to be dropped off at their door. Whatever their individual needs are, just a concern and a call and to integrate them into the rest of the community and ask for their welfare He's a great step going forward. Certainly. It's like connecting generations. Before I let you go here, I wanted to ask you about that concept of the younger generation helping the older generation during this time of need. Finally, what is the importance of connecting the two generations, and what can a younger generation learn from the older generation during an outbreak like coronavirus? You know, the... Very reason uh, I wrote this book was to, since I'm a geriatric psychiatrist and I deal with a lot of elderly patients, even before COVID and uh, during COVID through uh, virtual uh, visits, always they are brought in by their neighbors, relatives, usually children. So the children always have the question about their own aging, okay? how they could gracefully or healthy, what healthy aging is, because they see the parents go through that, they're afraid they may go through this. So this knowledge that I've uh, tried to make it in a very simple language in 50 plus and uh, healthy is for everybody. It's for those who are taking care of elderly and worried about their own aging and for anybody, as a matter of fact, to have a general understanding of what all the things 
that could go wrong as well elderly and what generally one should be aware of so like depression late onset uh, paranoia especially depression that comes for the first time in later age is not only signaling a, a, a mood disorder but also could herald a onslaught that is about to happen this been very well studied those who have late onset depression are likely to have in the ensuing years either stroke or cardiovascular accidents so depression could be the first signal especially those who didn't have depression or didn't have family or hereditary of depressive illness who for the first time after 50 start getting it and they have other risk factors diabetes hypertension they're very vulnerable and they they need to understand the this for themselves this knowledge is important for each and every one and it's in very simple terms for anybody it's a very unique book during a very unique time dr morali rao the author of 50 plus and healthy what you need to know about mental health and healthy aging doctor thank you again for your time thank you to thank you for the opportunity You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.